Coming up on This Week in Games, Hawaii takes a crack at loot box regulation, developers on Warframe call for strike in France, and Supercell announces disappointing revenue in 2017. Sure, Supercell. Sure. Coming up This Week in Games. Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Games. First up, we have This Week in Loot Box Regulation. So last week we had Washington State taking a crack at loot box regulation. This week we have Hawaii. Why not? So Hawaii is proposing four bills, two of them related to the sale of randomized awards, and two of them are related to probability transparency as well as warning labels on games with loot box randomization. So the ESRB has fired back, you know, their regular response stating the history of self-regulation within the game industry and how they'll take care of it themselves. Um, but Hawaii is fired back to that, stating that they're going to go through with trying to get the regulation passed. And if that wasn't enough, we have New Hampshire calling on the ESRB to review whether loot boxes are being marketed in an ethical way. So, yeah, once again, I see if the industry doesn't keep trying to disguise gambling as game development um, and trying to get kids hooked on to gambling within games and the same techniques that casinos use to get people hooked on gambling within casinos. I think we're looking at government regulation coming up. Um, and I wonder how much the game journalism t takes a part in this because of the mass coverage of how Battlefront 2 had, you know, you had to play, what what was it, like 40 hours to unlock Darth Vader or Yoda. And every game website went on tirade about the gambling and loot boxes and this and that. You know, it's not like these senators are playing these games every day. It's not like people are have their pulse on the game industry. So when the whole industry covers the same news in such a wide fashion and such a negative light, that's when people jump on board for regulation. So I wonder, you know, should we stop highlighting loot boxes as the end of the world? Or maybe this is what we deserve for using casino techniques on, you know, middle school and high school kids. I don't know. I guess we'll see how this pans out. But now we're up to three states and we have the European Union breathing down our neck for loot boxes. You know, it's not going to be long before a real bill gets proposed in the big Senate in D.C. So I guess we'll see what this week in loot box regulation has for us next week. So let's do a simple news roundup. Hilariously, Supercell reports the lowest revenue in earnings since 2014. That sounds crazy because Supercell has two games in the top five. So what is lowest revenue and earnings since 2014? It means revenue is down 3%. That's not that much. So what does that mean, you know, fiscally, money-wise? It means Supercell walked away with $810 million in profits. That's so insane. It's insane when a company has a headline like lowest revenue since 2014 and the sheer profits they walk away with in 2017 is $810 million. Now, Supercell only has 213 employees, so what does that mean? That means $3.8 million per employee in profits. I hope every one of you at Supercell is driving a Ferrari right now for the rest of us in the game industry. 
Uh, next up, we have Greenheart Games. They're the developers of Game Dev Tycoon. I love that game. It's a classic. It's on mobile phones. I think everyone should go out and play it right now. Um, Game Dev Tycoon, well, Greenheart Games claims that Google has deleted 77% of all positive review of reviews on the Google Play Store. So what does Google say about this? Google has a fake re review algorithm, and it says that algorithm is to blame, but they're not reversing their decision. So now we have a tit-for-tat back and forth where it's Greenheart Games versus Google fake review algorithm. Greenheart Games claims all the reviews are um, legit, and Google says they're looking into it, but they're not going to back off. They're, you know, doing the proven guilty until proven innocent technique. So, I don't know. The fact that Greenheart Games is going to the press and raising all this ruckus about it, I almost have to believe that the reviews are legit. Because if you got caught with 77% of your reviews, positive reviews, coming from paid services you'd probably want to bury that and just accept it as fast as possible. So the fact that they're fighting it and going to the press, it's probably legit reviews. Um, you know, I remember when Flappy Bird came out, a lot of people were calling foul and saying that they used a bunch of paid services in India and China to get the game all the way to the top and that it wasn't really this viral mega hit. And... You know, the conspiracy theory is that's why it was pulled from the store, you know, when it was making $50,000 a day and just pop-up ads. So these things do happen. But once again, uh, I'll back Greenheart Games at this. And everyone go buy Game Dev Tycoon and uh, leave a positive review to get clobbered by the Google fake review algorithm. So next up, we have Eugen Systems. Now, they're one of the developers on Warframe. And Warframe is one of the top games on Twitch. It's a free-to-play PC kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like a PvP MMO. I don't know how to describe it. Um, Eugen Systems is on strike in France. Now, they claim there are numerous violations on compensation for overtime, ignoring signed contracts, and neglecting minimum wage policies. Uh, I've never heard of a strike in the game industry in recent memory, and it's kind of interesting that one's happening now. I think a lot of developers are afraid to go on strike because, you know, there's so many people trying to get in the game industry, so many studios, you know, struggling just to make payroll that no one's ever going to risk going on strike. So this is interesting, and we'll have to keep updating the story as it goes. And finally, in this week in random news, um, Poundland, that's the UK's kind of dollar store, We'll start offering video games. Now, these games will be for PS4, PS3, Xbox One, and 360. And they'll be provided by a publisher called Music Magpie. I've never heard of this publisher. Um, the games will range from new games to a kind of refurbished classic games, but on the consoles mentioned. And I guess they're going for the video game impulse buy. So if you're bored, you know, Saturday it's raining, you're bored... You don't want to download a $60 game, but you're at Poundland and you're buying a bag of Cheetos. You might as well pick up a $3 or $1 game on the PS4. I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe this is a new avenue for some developers. Instead of putting up a $1 game in the iStore, put up a $1 game at the dollar store. So 
Pretty interesting. So let's go down to business news. We have THQ Nordic buying Synthro and Metro. That's right. THQ Nordic purchases Coke Media in a deal worth $150 million. Now, if we all remember THQ went bankrupt and had to auction off all of its assets. What was it? Was it 2014, 2015? Somewhere around there. And uh, THQ Nordic kind of spawned up and bought a few of the assets. And then slowly, it's been kind of acquiring an odd combination of old THQ IP as well as new, other new IP. And uh, yeah, <laughs> right on to them. I know a lot of people are fans of Saints Row and would love to hear a new Saints Row coming out. So keep the dream alive, boys. And we need more competition in AAA. Next up, we have the Tencent acquisition of the week. It's not really an acquisition, but... <laughs> You know, Tencent's so busy that they get a nice little shout-out every week in my heart. So, Kakao Games gets $131 million in funding from Tencent and Bluehole. And Kakao's major thing right now is trying to launch PUBG in China. So, if that game takes off in China, Jesus, we're all doomed. <laughs> I mean, they'll just be printing money. So, and if you're, honestly, if you're going to launch a game like PUBG in China... You need Tencent to run through all the regulation for you. So good move on them. Uh, next up, we have Sports Direct buys 50% of games esports arena. And the esports arenas are called Belong. So this is a very, very, very weird story. And I've been following this for a while. And, you know, gamesindustry.biz wrote a nice editorial talking about the relationship between Sports Direct and game in the UK. Frankly, I just can't wrap my head up around it. So basically, let me break it down for all of us U.S. fans. Sports Direct is a physical sports retailer in the U.K. It's kind of like Dick's Sporting Goods or Sports Chalet. Game is the equivalent of GameStop in the U.K. It's their you know number one game store. And Belong are esports arenas owned by games, which are kind of a weird combination of like an internet cafe and a place where major esports teams go to practice or compete. So sports in July, Sports Direct bought a 26% stake of game when game share prices like plummeted due to, you know, just general game retailers apocalypse that's coming. And now they're buying 50% of the sports arena belong. It's a very interesting play for a non-game industry physical retailer to keep on taking stake in the game industry, brick-and-mortar retailer. And I don't know what the relationship's going to come out to be. And I imagine it has to do with, you know, they think they can leverage sports, esports, and kind of the crossover between sports and esports, the competitive nature, be be a kind of one-stop shop maybe for competition. I don't know. So we'll have to follow that and... uh, Good luck to the UK brick-and-mortar game industry. Next, we have 8th Wall raising $8 million in Series A. So 8th Wall must have wanted $8 million, so they put the 8 in their name. That's just my random guess. So 8th Wall is a mobile AR platform. It seamlessly integrates AR Kit and AR Core, launching AR games or apps on both platforms both iOS and Android at the same time, easily without having the right custom calls to each API separately. AR is the next gold rush, so good on you, 8th Wall, and we'll just see how AR fizzles out in the future. (laughs) All right, 
Let's hit some rapid fire news. I'm just going to spit the rest of these off. Unity acquires pro builder level design tools. Sure. Sounds normal. Bandai Namco opens two VR arcades in England. Great. I mean, uh, there's nothing I want from an arcade more than the person in front of me passing their sweaty headset for me to put on my face. Uh, probably not the best idea. GreeVR Fund spends $18.3 million in 17 different AR and VR startups. And I appreciate this one because the old shotgun approach is probably the best way to go for these untested industries like AR and VR. And finally, in this weekend, what the hell are they thinking? Atari launches two cryptocurrencies. So let me just read this out. Atari Token will be used for a blockchain-based digital media platform, and Atari Pong, not the game Pong, that's their cryptocurrency, Atari Pong will be used for gambling websites. What does this mean? It means absolutely nothing, except that Wall Street is so stupid that if you put blockchain and cryptocurrencies in your stale old technology company, your stock price will spike by 52%. So thanks, Wall Street, because this is just going to encourage everyone. Next, Activision and Blizzard announced esports blockchain cryptocurrency security uh overwatch league who knows you know uh god i can't believe like it's it's really hilarious though that atari just says they're launching two cryptocurrencies gives insanely vague overviews of what they are including atari pong being a cryptocurrency for gambling websites and their stock price just has a ginormous spike it's pretty depressing. So let's go on to people news. GameStop fires their COO and EVP of strategic business and brand development. So Chief Operating Officer Tony Bartell and Executive Vice President Michael Hogan were terminated without cause from GameStop. That means fired. My money is on old grudges with the newly appointed CEO, Mike Mahler. Why Mike Mahler became CEO, I believe, July or August. And frankly, when you have a new CEO suddenly appear, um, you know, people he had problems with maybe in the past get terminated. It's they're not commenting on it right now. So we'll just have to see if any old dirt comes up in the news in the coming weeks. So next up, Paradox Interactive. Paradox Interactive CEO steps down. So Frederick Wester, the CEO of Paradox, is stepping down from CEO and into executive chairman of the board. This probably means he has a huge amount of voting stock and owns the majority of the company because he created this position and is making the former chairman of the board step down into a role called deputy chairman. So Paradox has been on a spree lately. They've been acquiring a number of studios and IPs, including White Wolf, which we all love for Vampire the Masquerade. And they're kind of the go-to publisher for mid-tier AA or grand strategy games. And frankly, they're on my top three list of good guy publishers to look out for. These guys, I mean, no one says anything bad about Paradox. And I know many game developers who wish Paradox would be their publisher. So good on Frederick Wester. And I hope you guys keep it up. Next, Sega hires Alex Peters as VP of production. He's formerly of EA, DICE, and Activision. Kind of strange that you would make the jump from those much larger companies to Sega, especially since Sega, frankly, hasn't been doing much lately. But sure. Um, finally, I'll just skip ahead. The IGDA names 
Jen McLean as executive director. She's been in the interim position for six months. So they just went ahead and made it official, and she's now the permanent executive director. So Jen comes as the VP and GM of Comcast, the CEO of 38 Studios, and the president of Story Arc Media. But the one red flag for me is Jen McLean was the CEO of 38 Studios. And if we all remember, that's the studio that was created by a former pro baseball player and ended up costing Rhode Island millions upon, I think, $75 million in government loans to small businesses with their just poorly mismanaged development of an MMO and uh, the one action RPG they had, like, what was it? Something of Reckoning, Reckoning, Kingdoms of Reckoning, Kingdoms of Almar, I don't even remember. But uh, that's interesting um, that she would become the IGDA executive director. Hopefully she can do some good things. Um, I'm sure she'll be speaking at GDC this year. And for you, those of you who don't know, the International Game Developers Association, they represent kind of all the game developers you can join. It's like, I think, less than $50 a year, or maybe it's like $50, $60 a year. And they help game developers, especially independent developers, get health insurance. They represent game developers when negotiating with giant studios or maybe kind of like representing games health or, you know, maybe like overtime and other things like that. And it's generally just a great association. And I recommend everyone join their local chapter and stay active. So... That leads to the news for the week. Now it's time for this week in Eric's gaming. And sadly, guys, I hate to report this, but once again, my whole week in gaming has been devoted to Monster Hunter World. And I can't say enough about it. And I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me ramble on about it. Once again, go out, play Monster Hunter World. I just killed the final, final boss, unlocked my hunter rank. I have been using light bowgun. I love it, love the mobility. Buddies of mine are using Hunting Horn, you know, if you guys see us running around shooting monsters, you know you're going to get that loot. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check out Monster Hunter World. And that's this week in games. I'm Eric McConnell. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.